my recording now. It's minus started two. Right. And so we're going to start Sinking in three, three two, two, one. one go. go. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Some nerds have a podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. <laughs> I go next. And I'm Alex. She goes third. <laughs> <laughs> and we're some nerds with the podcast. Woo. Uh, this is, I feel like this is going to be a very chill, like based on our sound test. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a very chill, very quiet yeah kind of a night so i don't know yeah i mean, it's it's the middle of the week when we record you and i have just we've we've worked a full day oh god we ate so much we went for a run and then like we were like okay we don't really have the time or the energy to cook dinner so let's order in dinner and like we just got a ridiculous amount of food from this place and ate almost all of it <laughs> and then realized how big of a mistake that was. <laughs> the worst mistake. <laughs> like now we're just filled with carbohydrates and ready for a nap. Oh, so <laughs> tired. It was like a sports bar. It was not like a sports bar. Like it was like. It like was, a fancy, like a dressed yeah. up sports bar. Yeah, yeah. Like a sports bar with a yacht and some Sperry's who's it's, trying to convince you that like he's not part of the 1% because he had to go to Brown. <laughs> <laughs> A sports bar, but the sport is lacrosse. <laughs> uh, oh my god, though, that 100% explains the restaurant that we ordered from. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, they've got, like, Bavarian pretzels as an appetizer. I love Bavarian okay, pretzels. Okay, the fact that they fucking call it a Bavarian pretzel well, instead of a soft pretzel, yeah, I feel like should have been our tip I don't know, tip-off. like, like that's, not, that's not that much of a tip doesn't hold like, a candle of... to Württemberg pretzels, but... Right. <laughs> So we or- I ordered it because I'm, I'm a big fan of like you know big soft pretzels. He's a big soft man. I'm he likes big, big soft I'm a pretzels. Big soft man, and I like my big, so- big soft pretzels. It's true. <laughs> he likes his big soft girls. <laughs> also true. Um, and like it arrived in like a fucking like medium pizza box. Oh. What like, that was like the weirdest part. That was the moment when I was like, this might have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna eat that pretzel. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah this was uh i feel like this was less of a mistake than than the people who watched the debates last night i feel like they're regretting yeah. that decision oh more. yeah i i um did not <laughs> i i did not either but i was getting people's reactions on facebook uh. all last night and it was like yeah, it's exactly what I expected. Um, I was I was kind of looking forward to it. I was like, this is going to be like, if Biden gets the nomination, this is going to be like the one like redeeming part is that the the uh, debates are going to be just fucking hilarious. And then like, it's just the year has just been so sad mm-hmm. that I just I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Yeah, and like I, I'm sure it was like still fucking hilarious, but like after uh, after si- like six months of coronavirus, I'm like I can't. Yeah, my sister was watching in the other room, and I could hear her laughing from time to time. I did hear Biden's "I am the Senate" moment, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking I, gold. I am the one who knocks. I am but the Democratic it's Party. Joe Biden. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yikes. I. Yeah, like I so I decided. I mean, hold on, oh, wait, sorry. wait a second. Let's let's unpack that. Yeah. Old, way past his prime, mm-hmm. like progressive for like like forty years ago, maybe, but like like really regressive now. I he might be right. 
I am the Senate. He might be. He might be the personification. Uh, completely ineffectual. You yeah. Know? He might be the Democratic Party. <laughs> he might actually be that. Yeah. Ugh. What was what were you gonna say, Elise? Sorry, I just wanted to point that no, out. No, 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 that was a good point. Yeah, and so we we watched something else instead of the debates, which I'm sure we'll talk about in this podcast. But um, so I oh yeah, we did. So I'm in therapy because most people should be in fucking therapy. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna throw that one out there. But um, if we were sponsored, we could be sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Um, just BetterHelp.com if you wanna like hit us up. Anyway. Uh, some nerds have an email at gmail.com. So anyway, but like, I I don't know. I just decided for my mental health um, and feel free to roast me on this, but I just decided for my mental health to like, um, I just, I very quietly like deleted Facebook <laughs> off of my phone and then I downloaded, um, but I found myself still going to it through the, um, like the Chrome and uh, like the Chrome app. And so like I'd open up a website and I'd go to Facebook. And finally I had to download a like website blocker (laughs) onto my phone, which like sends me a meme every time I try to get into Facebook. Oh. And is like, like, no way, Jose. And then like bounces me back. And honestly, like, so I haven't seen anybody's reactions on Facebook. I saw... There was like a little bit because like the other, I'm not on Twitter, really. I'm not really on Twitter. Yeah. Um, like I have an account that I was made. I had to make in grad school for a class, and I've like never touched. I don't really touch it. And then, um, like on Instagram, like the main, like it's not going to be on fucking Pinterest. So like my main socials are Pinterest, Instagram, and TikTok. And it's like, it's barely on Instagram and it's barely on, on TikTok. And it's like, it's never going to be on fucking Pinterest because that's not what you use Pinterest for. You use it to make like 50 different, you know, meals out of pasta and cheese um, as God intended. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think I saw one meme about it, which was just like, <laughs> it was like a picture of Joe Biden and uh, and Donald Trump. And it just said like, what it's like to be a third grade teacher during recess when one kid tattles on the other. <laughs> I latched for like a good three minutes on that one. So what? And so like that's you know that's kind of what I've seen. Um. Yeah, yeah. like that's it. You know, like very few people on TikTok, or at least I guess like the TikToks that I follow, um, aren't really talking about it, and I I feel like. You know, if you know that, like, I know that the world is awful. I know that white supremacy is on the rise. I know that anti-Semitism is on the rise. I know that Black Lives Matter. I know, you know what I mean? Like, I know all of these things in general. I don't feel the need to be informed of every last fucking thing that Trump says. I don't feel the need to be informed every last like corn pop story that Joe Biden thinks is appropriate to tell in a public setting. <laughs> like I I feel like it for me at least going to Facebook and getting it was it was rapidly becoming clear to me that I was participating in a form of digital self-harm. Mm. You know what I mean? Like going like, you know, it's going to make you upset. You know, it is going to worsen your mental health issues that you're already putting like so much fucking work into. Um, 
you know this is not going to help you like in your goals so like you just need to fucking stop <laughs> and so um and so that's why i i deleted facebook and i like deleted twitter and yeah and like all of those things and i don't <laughs> like i don't have a news app anymore i don't like i used to listen to npr in the mornings and i just don't and I don't know, maybe that makes me a shitty person, but it's also making me happier and it's helping me get closer to my mental illness, my mental health goals. So, you know, I mean, the only, there is that. Pretty much the only times that I ever see like actual like clips of either uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden is when Vic Berger makes a video about them. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'll see what they have to say, but I don't actually listen to it. Cause, I don't know. Something about actually hearing it. It's like a, it's like seeing the king in yellow performed. <laughs> so when did you, when did you stop uh, looking at Facebook? Like a couple days ago? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so then you weren't able to see the cilantro meme that I sent your way. Um, no. Okay. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Man, why are you sending me memes? Girl, like, stop sending me memes that dunk on people. You can't have cilantro, okay? No, it's... it's, (laughs) I'm feeling discriminated against, if I'm honest. No, it's it's a a hostile parking sign that says reserve... It's a Chipotle parking sign that says reserve for people that have that gene that makes cilantro taste like soap. It's the least we can do. Aw. So there you go. You get a free parking space. That makes me feel better. Yeah, no. So what I started doing, it's like I, I will post on Instagram and sometimes I'll share what I post on Instagram to, to Facebook through that, um, to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I feel like, I know like Instagram for a lot of people, especially women, um, it's not a good place. Um, because there is like a lot of pressure to be, to have a sort of picture perfect lifestyle. But I think, you know, like in my rant about how to just make your TikTok better, like make your Instagram better. Like the more, the more you seek out and follow I mean, yeah, I guess it's an echo chamber and we should all be wary of that. But I feel like I don't feel like it's a problem if your echo chamber is telling you things like, you know, all bodies are valid. <laughs> you know, Here's how to like dress cute as a plus size woman like this, you know, mm-hmm. like mental health is is health, like healthcare. I don't know. But like I, you know, that's my echo chamber on Instagram is is like, hey, your body is valid, um, you know. So I don't know. I don't feel like I need to like entertain the people on the other side because the people on the other side are like fucking diet industry assholes who are marketing their own like eating disorders as like they're marketing their they're exploiting their own eating disorder for profit mm-hmm. is essentially what they're doing. And so I don't feel like I need to entertain that other side and um you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know i feel like everybody like bitches about echo chambers but if you think about it it's like well like what what is what is the opposite of my echo chamber and if the opposite of your echo chamber is like nazis and white supremacy and you know fat phobia and assholery like maybe you don't have to like make room for that in fact, maybe you shouldn't make room for that, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. 
Thought Slime had a great tweet the other day um, that I've seen people share a few times today that was like, uh, people who become hard right because uh, left like a uh, left wing person argued with them or weak willed because people on the left just argue with each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Man, left book is also <laughs> a little toxic. It can be. Yeah. It depends on what, like where you look, but yeah. Yeah. I try to try to stick to the sites that, promote left unity and it's like hey no fighting no fighting mm-hmm. yeah no fucking fighting <laughs> um but yeah no it can be a little bit so what were you guys watching instead of the debate what, <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch instead of the debate last night did we watch the dune episode? no not no. last night um oh my god we watched all of steven universe and cried um, <laughs> oh, i feel like that was two nights ago oh no Oh no, now I remember what we watched instead of the debate last night. Oh my god. Okay, so fucking Sarah Zed, the YouTuber. Oh, yeah. oh right. She put has... out something about the uh, immortal, my immortal. Yeah. No, it's a magnum fucking opus. Yes. It is a wild ride, and we don't want to spoil it if you haven't I, watched it. I yet, watched it but... this morning, actually, before okay. before I went to work. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. If you haven't seen this video, and want to, we you can, might want to pause. We can give we can give a brief like synopsis without getting giving away the ghost, like like giving away like the. Oh whole my event. god! I so, don't know if you can. Well, I mean, here here's the uh, thing. I, it, it's gonna it's gonna let people know whether or not they want to like they care about spoilers or not. Um. So it was a video. It was titled. Uh, what was it like? I was uh, the the. I got email. Of, the author of My Immortal emailed me, and then things got weird. Yeah. Um. Um, long, holy shit! It's a long wild story short. Uh, the person who emailed her was not the actual author of My Immortal. Uh, so if if probably no, he wasn't. Okay, he definitely like, it was, wasn't. It was pretty definitely the case that he was not the person who actually okay. wrote My Immortal. Like she was pretty so, sure about that. Do we need to go? Do we need to like back the fuck up and explain what My Immortal we is? Because like, about My Immortal on like one of the very first episodes of the okay, podcast. Long story. You don't, Long story short, yeah. do you want to explain it, Elise? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay so way back in a time uh, before 2020, in the mid-2000s, there was a fan fiction, an infamous fan fiction called My Immortal. Back when Harry Potter was still popular. Uh, back when Harry Potter was still popular, and we didn't quite know that she was a turf yet. Um, but anyway, so this person who claimed to be a girl named Tara, Tara Gillespie... Um, wrote this really horrific fan fiction, like riddled with inconsistencies and um, spelling, errors. spelling errors galore, right? And like none of the characters, so it's a Harry Potter fan fiction. None of the characters act like they do in Harry Potter. Um, it stars a self-insert character named Ebony? Ebony yes. Darkness named- Raven... Ravenway. Ravenway. I don't know. She's got some fucking goth name. Dementia Ravenway. She's a goth chick. Uh-huh. She's a goth chick who goes to Hogwarts and wears Hot Topic. Gothic. With two Fs. Gothic. Yeah. I forgot about that. And <laughs> it's about her misadventures in Hogwarts and all the boys love her and none of the girls understand her and there's not a Hot Topic anywhere near her for her to get her fucking emo, emo black lipstick 
fetish on. So um, life is hard. And that is that is what the fucking fan fiction is. It was infamous. If you have, if you know anything about fan fiction, you have probably heard of this. It's honestly what inspired um, our our fan fiction reading panels. At, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Man. And then we very quickly realized that we couldn't read My Immortal because, because it has it's long, so long, yeah. fifteen fucking chapters. And um, no, it's longer than that. Oh yeah, this, because remember, it's fifteen is where it gets hacked. So anyway, in in the time of the two thousands. Um, it gets up, it gets taken down, it gets hacked, supposedly. Um, supposedly some people, like, there's different people writing the chapters at the end than the person at the beginning. And nobody has come, um, and frequently people have come forward claiming to have been the author of My Immortal because it is infamous on the internet. It is infamous on the internet. People have come, been coming forward since about 2011, periodically to say like I was, I was the person. I, I am Spartacus. I wrote my immortal, and there was, um, and all of the claims have been, um, debunked. Yeah, there at was the different points, so we still don't know for sure who wrote my immortal. Yeah, there was that one that came about uh, a couple years ago, and well, when we talked we, about it on the podcast, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, and we we were and all we, like, we oh got, my got. God, <laughs> this is the person. And then it turns out, no, it wasn't the person. Um, yeah, like it was. Just... She almost had a book deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or she had a book deal, and then the book they... deal got revoked when they realized that she was actually making a very dubious claim. Mm-hmm. But so so the person who emailed Sarah Zed because Sarah Zed. The... At- there's more. There's more backstory because Sarah Zed had also okay. already made a video about this last right. year. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Going last into November. detail about that, and there was another person, another YouTuber, uh, Red Bard. Kennedy from Red Baron. Red Bard. Red Bard. Yeah. Uh, Red Bard also did, and she also does a lot of like deep internet lore. If you've ever wondered what happened to the Yowie paddle, oh yeah, um, she was, was the, the one behind person. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she well, got rid of the Well, the one behind the video that What happened to Yowie Battles? <laughs> Red Bard happened to Yowie Battles. God, the fuck is wrong? What the fuck was wrong with the 2000s? We had no culture. I keep saying this. <laughs> we the, had the, no the culture. Mid, like, the year 2001 to, like, 2011, there was, like, no culture worth speaking of. It was all Toby, Keith, God bless America, kick know. your ass. Soldier anyway. Boy happened in 2007, and that was some... I, <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, something God. all right. That's like anti-culture. That's we made like, Paris like Hilton. anti-humor. Yeah. We made Paris Hilton a celebrity during that decade. I don't know. Everybody, like, 9-11 happened. We all decided to do a bunch of coke. Yeah. And and then we no, came I out think, in 2010, and it was like, I we have a black w- president. Everything is different now. I think that was the problem, is that we weren't doing enough coke. Oh, we weren't doing enough coke. I, I feel I'm, like that was the I'm issue. I'm sorry. Like, I wasn't doing enough coke. I was in elementary school. You know <laughs> Shut up. I'm <laughs> like sorry. The, 80s, the I'm 80s, sorry. 80s, people were doing coke all over the place, and a lot of great stuff happened then. Like, not in like terms of politics, but just in terms of, like, you know, like, Man. Music and movies and like that kind of stuff was was pretty good. Um, there were some good like like you know like visual art also being made. Yeah. Um, mostly in response to all the terrible political things that were happening, but you know. So that's anyway. it. We didn't. Nine Eleven happened. We didn't. Oh yeah, because remember they told us that if we did coke, we were funding the terrorists. Yeah. And then it turns out no, you need cocaine to do. It was fucking... weed. They said that weed was funding the terrorists. You mean, the are they talking about the opium fields that the they US were talking about the opium fields? Were, yes. were, were guarding? 
Yes. Okay. Absolutely 100%. Well, then shouldn't we um, be supporting our troops by smoking the opium? You'd think so. Well, I mean, I I personally have a theory that, you know, that's that's also got to do with, like, you know, why we have so many people dying from, like, painkiller overdoses now. But, like, that's... That's, that's a, a conspiracy theory for another time. We Let's get back to my immortal. immortal. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so my immortal... Sarazad did a video on it. Red Bear, Red Bar did a video on it. And so that's what we watched instead of the debate last night was a follow-up video because apparently shortly after Sarazad had posted that video, she gets this like weird-ass email from, from somebody com- claiming to be the author of My Immortal. And, um, and it's like, it's so, it's such a wild fucking ride. What follows is a... Is a, a sordid tale of sock puppets... Bible fan fiction and like really just dark, just dark stuff. So anyway, it's um, like if David Lynch did anything with the internet other than tell people about the weather in Southern California, uh, like this is man. the kind of thing that he would come up with. Yeah. Like it's all about like multiple identities and like trauma. It is. It is truly the Mulholland drive of the internet. It really is. It is a lot like Mulholland drive actually. That's funny you should say that. I was just thinking that because I was, I think it was because I was also, I watched a video um, during my lunch break at work today about like someone's interpretation of Holland Drive and it made me also think of the person last night. God. So anyway, so that is, that is your description in a nutshell. Um, go see it if you don't want to be spoiled, but I think otherwise we're going to be spoil cast. I don't know. Like, if we talk about it, it's just going to be the entire podcast. It's just recounting really? this video. Really? I don't know. Because it's just, I, I don't even remember everything that happened. It was just like every five minutes, it was like, wait, what? <laughs> the, the part that was like the creepiest though and the weirdest was when... Um, was when she realized like like five or like eight hours after she recorded the main video and like put in another like video and it was like it, like it was after dark and she was like wearing her pajamas and she was like I just figured this out and I had to record it yeah but like the the person like the woman who like figured one part of the mystery out was actually the same guy yeah <laughs> it's like what the it was and like she had proof that it was the same guy yeah it's oh. a wild ride and like i i live for that shit like the the whole yeah. internet detective internet historian type of thing like that is is the stuff that i would love to to be witness to like this video um the backwards apostrophe you know that yeah. like that you, you mention it and then you start looking and you start seeing it all over the place i'm like fuck is that is that just this person is that just this one guy that does this? Is there no, ever like... actually anybody else on this website except this one person? <laughs> hey, we're on fanfiction.net. We are Somebody on Somebody should check to make sure that our fanfiction didn't get taken down for being bad. It has it was up as of a couple months ago at least. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. I think our fanfiction is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it, you don't get us. <laughs> Uh, for new for new listeners, we wrote uh, <laughs> we wrote a fan fiction of filling in uh, one of the big plot holes, pun intended, in uh, um, Rise of Skywalker. And oh. we performed it at the 2020. Um, God damn, that happened this year. 
We performed it at the 2020 uh, uh, MarsCon. Yeah. It's called so, Palpatine's yes. New Groove, and it is still up there. It has <laughs> one review and three favorites. Yay! Yay. <laughs> People like us. Wasn't our one review like, what the fuck is this? No, no. Like, I like this, but my God, the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, it's all about how Palpatine gets his dick wet. I don't... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I know, I know uh, that, like, that, like, later on, like, J.J. Abrams came okay, out no, and no, was no. like, no, it was like a force, force insemination Okay, J.J. Abrams could like, have no, had his he chance, had he had his chance to explain it in the text of the movie. He chose to not explain <laughs> it, I'm explaining it for him. Whatever he says afterwards yeah. is just as much fan fiction as what we think. <laughs> Look, we we came, we got in there first. Mm. We explained how it all went down, yeah. um, and it just it makes sense. If it, yeah. anything that J.J. Abrams said before, or any anything he said after January nineteenth, twenty twenty, is just not rip, canon. It's not it's just ripping not us canon. off. Yeah, not, not canon. Exactly. Did Abrams give us some money? <laughs> we control the canon now. <laughs> oh god! Go also, read our fan fiction; it's great. <laughs> also, while we're while we're at it, Star Trek Into Darkness also not canon. It just goes the, the <laughs> Star Trek, the Star Trek, and then Star Trek Beyond. <sighs> Lost, not canon. None of it. None of it. There has never been a TV show called Lost. <laughs> Man, we're really angry at JJ Abrams. That's a mis- that's a mystery box. Why don't you open that one? Why don't you open that one and solve it? Everyone remembers nine seasons of this show called Lost, but it never existed. Write a fucking story about that. Man, ugh. Anyway. 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 Here's Wonderwall. By Wonderwall, I mean we're talking about... Uh, so I guess we're not going to talk about it because we think I that mean, it would like, just take up too much how time. How can we talk about it? Listen, <laughs> there's nothing I, that I could say that would really be any better than what Sarah Zed could say. Cause that is true. Yeah. That is fair. But. Um, I will say this, though. Watching Sarah's, Sarah Zed's hour and 15-minute magnum opus about. about the history of my immortal was more educational than the presidential debate between Donald Trump and uh, and Joe Biden. There you go. Damn. That's the tweet. <laughs> so you want to know uh, what I did instead of watch the debate last night? Yeah, what did you mm, yeah, do instead of watching the debate? I played Among Us. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. That sounds sus, though. It's pretty sus, but I didn't do it's it. Pretty sus. <laughs> oh my god so we uh so we all played among us we've all played among us we, we played it last weekend mm-hmm. um also uh should we talk about what it is for the people that live under rocks yeah let's talk about among us a little bit so, so it- by people i live under rocks i mean like grown-ass adults who don't have time to play video games <laughs> i mean i was first introduced to it through memes so mm-hmm. so among I'm- us is a a game that was made by a studio that used to do like flash games back in the day and it's essentially like mafia or like you know coup or chameleon or all those other games where one person is the uh, werewolf the liar and one person and the rest of you are trying to figure out who the liar is and 
usually that person is trying to do something bad for the rest of the group. In this particular case, you're playing on a ship or a space station as a bunch of astronauts, and one or two people are imposters. The imposter's goal is to kill as many people as they can and get away with it, and everyone else's goal is to survive by doing tasks or by ejecting the imposters from the group. And if you find a dead body, you report it, you have a meeting, and you can discuss and try to suss out who's sus uh, in that suspicious circumstance. And uh, I've I, we've been playing I've been playing it a lot at least. Like we I, there's a group of friends that that have gotten together to play it on Discord, and uh, Nick and Elise, you two joined us uh, for a couple games at least. Um, what did you all think? I loved it. Yeah, I it thought a, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, it, I had a I had an epiphany this morning. Uh huh. Which is that it is the perfect game for 2020. Oh yeah. Which I know the game itself came out in like 2018, but like no one really noticed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year it like suddenly blew up, and I realized what it is. Like it's it is a perfect encapsulation of what this year feels like. Where it's like, we're all just trying to work together to, uh, like, accomplish what should be relatively simple tasks. And then there are some people who, like, you know, there's an invisible threat out there that's trying to keep you from accomplishing it. And you don't know who the people who are trying to help and the people who are trying to hurt you are until it's too late. And you're also trapped in a confined space with a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's this, like, it should be all really simple. Like, the tasks are all really easy. And if it weren't for these fucking people walking around without their masks, we'd be done by now. <laughs> and, like, we'd be on our way home. Like, ah, uh, jeez. But, yeah. Among no, Us, but, like, all the, the imposters are just Karens. Like, I have a disability. <laughs> I have a note from a, a doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an American. I have rights. But yeah, it was a, it's a lot of fun, and I noticed um, Nick. Yeah, you're real good at being the imposter. <laughs> you're real good at lying and pretend, feigning uh, being upset at people dying, as uh, when you killed me, and then in the meeting immediately, like, oh no, Alex is dead. Yeah. Was that my first? Was that the first game? Uh, no, I think that was. I think that was after we moved maps. I think we went to okay. uh, the 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 station from uh, instead of the ship. Yeah, the the station one was really easy because no one knew the map, and yeah. so like I I would kill like two people, and it would be forever <laughs> until someone would find the body, <laughs> and then it was great because like one of the people we were playing with, I was like I was stalking him and like trying to get close enough to kill him when someone discovered one of the bodies and then that person was like oh yeah nick was with me so like it couldn't have been him I'm like <laughs> yes i was with i was right behind you for perfectly innocent reasons it's always great when that happens uh, <laughs> i i think my f- i think my best game as imposter was uh i was playing with our friend and accidentally threw him under the bus immediately I did the same thing when I was the imposter (laughs) and yet still managed to win after all of that Um, yeah there was the very first game we played I was playing as the imposter and I didn't know how to play yet 
And so I was like, sorry, I'm like fucking things up, guys. I just don't know how to play. But the only thing I knew how to do was like kill people. <laughs> so I did because there's a giant button that says kill. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and All then I was like, I just kind of is kill. I was like, I was fucking around trying to figure like I know there's stuff that like I'm supposed to at least pretend how to do, but I don't know where that stuff is. Like, oh, like, oh, I can go to the vents. That's probably something that only the alien can do, so I won't do that. <laughs> But I did, like, pop in and out of the vents, like, a few times just to see how it worked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yes, this is clearly an imposter game mechanic. But where are, like, the computers or, like, the things that I have to, like, interact with? Mm-hmm. And so we had meetings, like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't I don't know how to interact with things. Like, I don't know how to do my tasks. And so just no one suspected me. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, because you said that in the meeting after I you killed me or someone killed me. And I, I think, think I killed you. That's what yeah. I'm like. I, that was like the very first thing that I did. It was like, oh, I can kill Alex. <laughs> and then I like messaged right you. There. After you said that, I messaged you out of the game. It's like, hey, Nick, the imposters can't actually do these tasks. Don't say anything about it. But everyone just assumed that it was just because I was a newbie and didn't mm. know how to play. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, it'll highlight in yellow and you can interact with it. I'm like, I haven't seen anything highlight in yellow, so I won't say anything about that. <laughs> And it totally uh, worked because I totally did win that first game. I think it was just it was I was carried by the other imposter mostly because mm-hmm. the other imposter was like really good. But I did I did get you, and I think I got like one other person in that first game. Mm-hmm. Another another good time that happened. This was like after uh, we played last night, um, but I was the imposter, and uh, it was basically like I won it, but I only killed like two people. Um, and the reason I won was because they kept ke- uh, holding emergency meetings to accuse each other. And mm. so, like, the paranoia was real. And uh, everyone was like, it was you. I saw you doing the thing. And you said you were somewhere when I saw that you weren't there. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Why, let's go with that. And just kind of left them to their own devices. And then suddenly I won. Uh, so that was a fun time. <laughs> um, there was... There was that one time when I just couldn't lie my way out of it because I, like, killed someone in electrical and walked out as someone else was walking in. Yeah. And then they called the meeting. And it was like, it was Nick. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it was me. Yeah, it'd be like that. I got caught. Like, I basically just got caught red-handed, so. (laughs) Well, and if that's the case, then what what you can do and what people have done is um, self-report and then immediately accuse the other person. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know that there was another person coming until I walked back out into the hallway. And ah, I was like, fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just saw me leave electrical as they were walking into electrical. <laughs> what are you about? What are your favorite moments, Elise? Oh man, I really uh, I like that because the one time that I was an imposter. Oh, you um, were really for... good too. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was really mad listening to people accuse anyone other than Elise because she basically <laughs> killed me first. And I did. And, like, the game would have been over if people had discovered my body first instead of the, the second person that was killed. Because when Elise killed me... It was her and the other imposter in the room. <laughs> no, wait. No, there were two times when you did that. Yeah. Where, like, both times yeah. Elise killed me. Uh, she killed me with the other imposter in the room. 
And one time, no one found me. And the time that I was found, they accused the other person who was there. And I just threw them under the bus. Yeah. Because that's what you should do. And I was like, no, 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 because they, um... Yeah, yeah, you were like, oh yeah, it was this other person who did it. And I was like, I was sitting in my chair being like, no, it wasn't. It was Elise. <laughs> Elise is the imposter. And then like they, they ejected the other person and the other person also turned out to be an imposter. I was like, what? Yeah. And then so, because um, I didn't know that you could find out like who the other, or I didn't realize that like, I don't, I don't know, for some reason I... I didn't realize that the other person was an imposter, I think, as I was playing the game wrong. Um, and so I was just like, oh, yeah, they're an imposter. And and everybody was like, oh, Lisa's trustworthy. <laughs> and I was like, that was your first mistake. <laughs> and so, um, no, and then it was great because it was just like everybody I, I convinced. I was like, well, I think it's we got to a round where I was like, well, it's definitely this person. And... Um, and they were like, no, it's you. And it was like just a matter of trying to convince the one the one vote. And they were like, I just, I don't know. And and I was like, and I convinced them that um I could never lie to them. Um, that I am I am sweet and innocent and on their side. And they voted. They ejected the wrong person, and I felt so powerful. It's I was always like, great. yes, all those years of theater school are finally paying off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah. It's always and then great. there was a time where you decided to play with serial killer rules, which is a homebrew thing. It's not in the game itself. And I wasn't very good at that because, like, my visibility was, was down really low and I couldn't kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still fun. It was still fun. So. Uh, one, of, one of my friends and I were talking after uh, you guys left. And I think it was, like, it was at work. Uh, but... Um, so he was the imposter and killed you, Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, because uh, like when when you're playing the game on Discord, you're supposed to mute your microphones so nobody mm-hmm. can hear anybody if they you know scream or whatever when you die. Apparently, he heard because he didn't mute his uh, he muted his mic, but he didn't turn off the uh, the hear the earbuds. Um, mm-hmm. And so he heard not coming from your mic, Nick, but from Elisa's mic, which I assume was in a different room. No, we were in the same room. Okay, because apparently, Nick, you screamed, I knew it was him! And, like, if anyone else were listening, it would have been a dead giveaway. (laughs) But, um... But, yeah, no, it was was, uh, very funny for him to to listen to that, coming not from your mic, but from from Elisa's. Yeah, no, I kept telling Elise to turn off her microphone, and she didn't listen to me. (laughs) Whoops. I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've also been playing a lot of a video game. I've been playing a lot of, uh, other than than, uh, Among Us, I've been playing a lot of Hades. Have you heard of this game, Alex? No, I have not. Oh, it's really good. Um, It's by Supergiant Games, who have made another really good like a few really good games in the past um they're mostly like isometric action games mm-hmm. um i think they made bastion which i played many years ago uh but hades it's it is a roguelike action rpg 
where you play as the son of Hades. Um, and basically your entire life, Hades has lied to you about who your mother is. He's told you it's Nyx, the goddess of night. Um, and then you find out that it is, of course, Hades' wife, um, Persephone. And so, like, he is trying to leave Hades to go to the surface and find his mother. Because she has run away, like, years before. But she doesn't um, come back in the wintertime? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because uh, she basically just, like, left a Dear John letter for Hades and was, like, basically it's over. And you find it um, hidden in Hades' desk. Uh and that kind of is what starts off like, like this story, like the stories are kind of told through flashbacks, mm. but then, so the game is about you trying to escape. Um, and Hades doesn't want you to leave. Uh, so he sends like the honored dead basically after you. Um, so the first level is Tartarus. And at the end of Tartarus, you fight one of the, um, uh, one of the furies. And then you go to, I can't remember what the second one is called, but it's like the uh, Phleg Phlegathon. Um, and you fight uh, a Hydra. And then after that, you're in um, uh, Elysium. And you fight uh, Theseus and the Minotaur fighting together. Uh -huh. uh, I haven't beaten them yet, so I don't know if there's more to the game after that, but I've heard like... Basically, once you beat them is when the real game starts. And I have been playing this game for quite some time at this point. Um, so, obviously, since it's a roguelike, you know, the, the levels are randomly generated. And that's kind of... Uh, that's kind of uh, set up as, like, well, the land of the dead is, like, always shifting. Like, mm. that's to keep the dead from escaping. It's, like, a maze. So you, there's never the same path through twice. Um, and obviously when you are defeated, you die. And so when you die, you just wind back up where all the dead first wind up in Hades, where like where Hades like figures out what your fate is supposed to be. So you just wind back up like in front of your dad's desk, basically. Um and you do collect items as you go through, and those can be, like, used to purchase, like, permanent upgrades. So it does get a little bit easier as you go along. Like, you can buy, like, extra lives and, like, uh, power-ups, do more damage, um, have more gold to buy items on your run-through. Uh, because Charon, the ferryman, shows up and, like, sells items to you randomly throughout, the, throughout your run. It's a lot of fun and it's got a really good story um basically the gods of olympus have also discovered that you exist and hades apparently never told them about you and they're all kind of pissed mm. they're like oh man we've got family down there that we didn't even realize and so they're like they give you um boons um they give you boons as you go through like uh, as rewards to help you get stronger. And so, like, you interact with uh, Dionysus and uh, Hermes and uh, um, Poseidon, uh, Zeus, Ares. Um, the designs are all great. Like, they all look really fucking good. 
Um, I think my favorite design of a character in the game so far is Orpheus. Um, because he just looks like Robert Smith from The Cure, which is just kind of perfect. Um, and, uh, and all of their power-ups are, like, very in, like, in tune with them. And one of the things that's really neat is, like, you can choose which path you take. Or at least you can choose which door to open next. And, like, the, the sign on the door will tell you, like, what re reward is behind the door. So it's, like... When the ones where it's like there's a boon behind each door, it's like, all right, do you want to get a Hermes power up or do you want to get like a Diana power up or a, um, uh, not Diana, um, you know what I'm talking about, the, the uh, Artemis. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like, what's gonna work for your build? What, like, and they're like kind of random, so it's like it might, you might end up getting the one that you want and you might not. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, it just came out. I think it was out on PC a while ago. It, it, I think it just got to Steam, though. It was on, like, the Epic Store before that. And it also just got to the Switch, which is what I've been playing it on. Because the Switch is, like, a perfect console for that kind of a game. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's not super expensive. Um, it is, like... It's like 20 bucks new and not on sale. I think I picked it up for 15 or something like that because it was on sale when it first dropped on Switch. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, yeah, it's it's beautiful looking. It's a challenge. It has a great story, great voice acting. Um, the guy who plays Hypnos in it is really familiar sounding, but I'm not sure I know who, who it is. I think he's one of the voice actors from Animaniacs, but I couldn't swear to it. Mm. Anyway, speaking, that's what I've been up to. Speaking mm. of uh, video games on Switch, um, have you heard of Jenny LeClue Detective Who? No. No. So uh, it got released on Switch in late August of this year, but it came out for like um, PC and such <clears throat> last year. Uh, but it's a base. It's like a indie kind of uh, adventure game, like a one of those mm -hmm. point. It's like point and click without a mouse because it's on a switch. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's real cute, and it's it's basically um, there's a framing device that you are. There's this um, author who writes children's like detective stories, who has been mm -hmm. doing this like for. You know, has written like thirty books in this children's series about a a, a girl detective named Jenny LeClue. Uh and his publishers, you know, send him like an ultimatum. It's like, look, your series was popular like twenty years ago, but now it's a little bit stale. We need you to you know, switch things up a bit. We need you to have a murder. We need someone to die. And he's like, fine. <laughs> you want a murder? I'll give you a murder. Uh, and you play as Jenny LeClue trying to investigate the the murder of the um, the dean of the university that your mother works at, and uh, your mother has been framed for his murder, and trying to clear her name. And it's it's really cute. It's got it's fairly funny. The characters are very um, they have personality. Uh, I haven't been playing it, but I've been watching someone else play it. I've been watching a live stream of it, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I may actually have to get it on, uh, on like, Steam or something like that. Yeah. But it sounded like something that actually maybe the two of you might enjoy, too. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that does yeah. sound like that. That would be up my alley. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot because, like, outside of outside of Among Us, I just haven't really had much time to sit down and play. Mm-hmm. I apparently have eons of time to watch people play things, but not to actually play it myself. <laughs> it's a different thing. Like yeah. you can like just turn like if you're watching a let's play, you mm-hmm. can just kind of zone out. Yeah, and just like turn your brain off and enjoy like the pretty colors and stuff yeah and like having company like that's the the tv i feel like that's the big thing about like watching something like game grumps is it's like you know chilling with your friends on the couch playing video games like old times Mm -hmm. um and it's very soothing and it scratches a different part of your brain i think than like than actually playing a video game because like that can be stressful sometimes or it can be like you know get frustrating mm-hmm. whereas you know it's it's fun to watch someone else get frustrated at a game sometimes <laughs> especially if like you know what to do yeah um and you can just be like do this like fucking what what do what's wrong with <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> Uh, yeah, the um, the other thing that I've been wanting to play, uh, but I just don't have the money for it, is uh, Crusader Kings 3, because that came out recently. Mm, did that come out? Wow, that, okay. that came out, yeah. Um, so anyone that knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of Paradox like uh, strategy games, and CK2 is a big one. CK3 came out. looks great. Um it was made under recently unionized Paradox Interactive Studios, and they Hooray. managed to, according to all accounts, avoid any crunch time in making it. Um, That's good. So it came out uh, just earlier this uh, past month. I've been watching people play it, uh, and uh, I want it, but I don't <laughs> have, like, 50 bucks to spend right now because rent is due today. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I've, like I said, been watching a lot of Let's Plays and chilling and working and staring slowly into the void that consumes us all. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, what don't, else have you all been doing? <laughs> um, so we, uh, like Lisa said earlier, we didn't really talk about it, but we watched, uh, we got, uh, my sister's, uh, HBO information so oh god uh mostly to watch lovecraft country but we haven't really been keeping up with it um lovecraft again like we've talked about this in other episodes of the podcast but i mean it is it is good it is hard to watch and like everyone from the director to the actors to the fucking costume designer will make sure that it is difficult for you to get through that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't, so that's why I've been like, I have, and I have like a pretty, like, especially right now with like the election and everything, I feel like I've got a very low tolerance for things that are giving me anxiety. Yeah. So then we were like, Hey, let's watch Steven universe. That's a <laughs> fun show. That's a fun show. Remember Steven universe. Jesus. Cookie cat. Cheeseburger backpack. <sighs> Okay. Wholesome old Steven Universe. Holy fucking shit. So <laughs> where we left off was at a very pivotal point in the show where it's like, like there's a lot of shit that goes down and then 
like that's kind of where we left it for like years. Um, and but they have the whole all of Steven Universe on HBO Max. They've got the movie and they've got the mini series that they did, or like the, I guess the limited series to like follow up from the movie. Steven Universe Future. Yeah. Um, which is called Steven Universe Future. Um, so, so we didn't realize, so this is spoilers for Steven Universe. Um, so like Nick said, we didn't realize that we were leaving it at a very pivotal moment. And basically like the last half of the last season, Mm -hmm. is that where we had left it or the last season? It was like the last, it was roughly the last half, like maybe the last like third of the last season. It's fucking wild. You learn that. Um, spoilers, you learn that um, that Steven's mom was actually Pink Diamond. Um, she who was a villain. Who was a villain, and she had a lot of issues, um, and she took it out on lots of people that are around her. Um, you find out, so that's why the Diamonds have been trying to get Steven, is because they see him as, like, their child. No, 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 or, that, that's later. They, oh no, that's later. They, oh, they think so. They didn't know that that Stephen's mom was Pink Diamond. They thought it was Rose Quartz. They, they thought, still thought it was Rose Quartz, and that's they right. thought that Rose Quartz had murdered Pink Diamond. When in actuality, it was Pink Diamond the whole time, faking her death and becoming Rose Quartz to live a different life. Um, and basically lying to everyone around her, except for the one person who she pulled into faking her death. Which was Pearl. Which was Pearl. And then, like, making Pearl keep that a secret for, like, thousands of years. Um, So then you find out where all of Pearl's issues came from. Yeah. Well, partially. Uh, She was always kind of... Like, everyone in that show has various flavors of, like... Damage. Yeah. But, like, when that truth comes out, it, like, fucks up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And then, like, most of the the end of that season is, like, just Stephen trying to make things okay with the people who were, like... Incredibly hurt by his mother's um, very selfish actions, basically. Um, and then, it, like, the, the climax gets very dark before it kind of ends on, like, a like a good note. Maybe it's a good note. Yeah, Maybe like, it's a good note. It's like, things are okay now. Like, the diamonds aren't, like, evil anymore. Like, things are working out. Um, like, he's convincing them to, like, stop... Being colonialists, like stop doing a colonialism oh on the universe, diamonds. But that last, like those last two episodes, get incredibly dark and incredibly emotional. Um, and then, then the, the movie, movie happens, happens and <laughs> it's supposed shit. to be like, hey, like, oh, we all got our happy ending. Everything's going over really well. Like, it's, it's set like in two years in the yeah. future. Like, so he's like events. 16, 17 now. 16. Um, he's 16, and like, he. Uh, he's set up everything. Um, the, the diamonds are good. Everybody's good. He decides to go back to beach city, um, to enjoy his happily ever after. And like, um, this new gem. We should say spoilers. I think. Oh, I spoilers. In, in fairness, like this stuff all happened, like all came out like two years ago. I think. Yeah. So. Except for maybe the, the future one. No, I think, yeah, I think that just finished up last year. Um, I think all of this just finished up last year. So, um, so it turns out like, uh, his, so, so anyway, this new gem comes and like threatens to kill everybody, restarts Pearl, 
Um, yeah, nobody knows who she is. Everybody, Garnet, Pearl, and Amethyst all lose their memories because of her. Um, and then she ends up losing her memories. And then as the movie goes on, you learn that um, she <laughs> has the one of the most fucked up stories in what is already a shit show of a show, of a supposed children's show. Um, you find out that, like, her name's Spinel. She was, like, a playmate of Pink Diamonds. Uh, but Pink really wanted a colony. And, and like, finally, the day she gets her colony is, like, well, I've got to give up, like, childish things. So she just told Spinel, like, well, just us. Like, we're going to play hide and seek. And I'll be right back. Or something. And... She makes Spinel stay on a planet by herself did for she, thousands of years. Did she go to the store to get smokes and then never come back? Yeah, basically. basically. Yes. Because apparently, like, Rose Quartz was the worst mom ever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, like, she uh, basically, she goes, she gets smoked. She never comes back. Spinel finds out that, like, Pink is dead when she hears... Steven's like yeah, address to the galaxy. About... Um, yeah, so like Steven addresses the galaxy. You find out that like sh- that's how she finds out that like Pink's died. Steven is her son, and um, and then she just snaps and decides like she's gonna go get revenge on everybody and decides to kill <laughs> everyone. Um, like literally everyone. She brings a weapon that will like end all life on Earth. Um. And then forgets how it works. And then, like, at the end... Through the power of friendship. Yes, yeah, Steven uh, bring, gets her memory back. Like, he gets everyone's back, everyone back. And then, like, Spinel, like, stops the weapon for him because, like, she realizes that he does care. And then she's like, wait a minute. No, you just wanted me back so that I would, like, stop the weapon. You didn't actually care about me. You were just using me, just like your mom did. Um, and... God. Yeah. So wild. It's such a wild fucking ride. I don't understand how this was a children's show. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so then, I don't know, power of friendship, they all kind of come to terms with it. And he's like, well, you can make a change. You can, you know, you can, you don't have to live like this. Um, and she's like, well, I can't live here. I mean, I don't think that's going to be comfortable. And then the diamonds are like, oh, we would love to have Spinel because she is our connection to pink diamond so then like everybody says spinel ends up going off with the diamonds everybody has a happy ending and it's fine and you're like okay we can all breathe a sigh of relief everybody is happy now so let's watch steven universe future jesus christ steven universe future is 22 episodes 20 episodes it is 20 episodes of emotional crisis and therapy it was so depressing. Like, it's good, but it is so depressing. Because you know how, like, kids shows love to do the thing where they, like, throw the child protagonist through, like, lots and lots of trauma. And then, um, uh, and then you know, just sort of hand wave it away. Because like, no, it's, it's over. Like, it, they're fine it's now. It's over. We all got a happy ending. It's fine now. And then... Steven Universe Future is like, hey, you know, uh, trauma causes mental illness like they literally have a character in the show oh my god he goes to the doctor for the first time in his entire life and the doctor is just like well 
okay, you healed physically, but you did not heal mentally. And it sounds like you went through a lot. And he's just like, no, 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 Like, puts his, you know, hands over his ears and runs away, basically. It's so he ends up having this crisis. And then it's like, you just sort of realize, like, oh, my God, like, all of the adults in his life have just fucking failed him you know like just epically and these are characters that you love you know like I love Greg Universe and and Pearl and Amethyst and Garnet but it's like they have just all really kind of like dropped the ball on raising Steven Mm. (laughs) and it was like like he was really forced to take on like and I guess that's what Rebecca Sugar is trying to say is like you know he Like, this isn't okay. It's not okay that, like, you know, children are expected to take on the traumas of their parents. And it's not. Like, generational trauma is not okay. And it's very real. Um, You know, I think she was trying to say, like, a lot about mental illness and basically being, like, you know, it wasn't appropriate. It was abusive um, for them to basically rely on him uh, because he was a fucking child. Um, through all of this and he was gifted and he was empathetic and you know physically had all of these like amazing powers but um and you know this really sunny optimistic disposition and then you kind of realize like he like no one because he was so busy taking care of everybody else it was like no one was really there for him to help him get through his shit and and I think kind of more like impactfully it's about like how if you deal with trauma by like helping other people and like like using your like empathy to help others through all of their stuff like when people aren't going through things you kind of lose a sense of who you are like if i'm yeah. not if i'm not helping people then what do i do who am i um doesn't, which was a re- really deep for a kids show yeah doesn't, what were you saying alex uh doesn't the like fourth season of Korra do something like that maybe not to as much an extent but like I kind of no, like, it was I not know, though because it's not yeah it's not as in depth like no. they, they definitely do the same idea where it's like you know I'm not the avatar so who am I like that kind of a thing mm-hmm. I feel like though for Korra it was more of like her powers yeah so they so so okay so trauma responses so like let's put on our like psych 101 hats real quick um and let's review the trauma responses so the trauma responses are um everybody knows their flight flight fight flight and freeze right Mm -hmm. there is a fourth trauma response which is called fawn okay and this is when you respond to trauma by trying to make you trying to basically placate and people please everybody around you um so that is a trauma response i think the the story in cora is very much like i'm used to responding to um to uh trauma with my fight response and i will fight trauma and now that i cannot do that i had to figure out one other ways of dealing with trauma and um i have to figure out other ways of dealing with trauma and i also have to figure out other ways of being because that was it hers is very much a superhero complex whereas I feel like Stevens is 
the fawn complex. He is the people pleaser. He is, which is, I mean, at least for me, and I know that that is just to be very personal, like I am a fawn. Um, that is generally my response to trauma as well is to placate and help and ease and empathize. Um, and so that's where I feel like Steven hit me in a very different fucking place, um, than Cora did. And they're two, they're related and they're similar. They're kind of dealing with the same things. I think what Nick was saying is correct when you're dealing with just the like fight, um, I think it's a more kind of simplistic journey. Um, it's more kind of surface level. And it's also something that's like easier to grapple with because more people are familiar with fighting as a response to trauma. Not as many people know about the fourth one, which is fawn. Mm-hmm. Um, really, most people know like fight and freeze and then our fight, fight and flight. And then like recently, I think some people started learning about freezing and then fawn is like, um, there's just not as much research done on it. Um, as like the other forms um, also because like it's it's interesting the way that these shows play with gender because gender roles and expectations because generally speaking in very very general terms um, men are socialized to fight or flight um, and so because psychology has generally centered around white men for a really long time um, that is what is the most research done on. Um, freeze and fawn are more likely in women and less likely in men. And which is why, and because women's voices have not generally been centered in psychology, um, those trauma responses, although, I mean, since the beginning of fucking time they've existed, have not been as well researched. And so it's kind of interesting how these shows play with drama, or excuse me, play with gender roles, because you would think that like, Cora being the girl would have the fawn response and that Steven being the boy would have the fight response, but they're flipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's also interesting because like there is the Steven losing his powers aspect in the show, but it's in the movie. He loses his powers and like, he's still like, okay, but I'm still Steven universe. Like, and I'm the only one right now who can save the day because everyone else has lost their memories. Like, no one else has the capability of doing it. But at the end of the day, I'm still me with or without my powers. And I can still stop her from hurting people without my powers. Um, but the problem in in Steven Universe Future is that his emotional turmoil is, like, manifesting itself in new powers that he can't fully control. Um, so it kind of is like, again, it plays around with it so much more where it's like, he's realizing that he's becoming a danger to people because he can't control himself, which is just like, it becomes a, 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 it's feeding on itself almost where like, there's no one to save. And so he feels useless, but he's becoming more powerful, which is making him scared because there's no one to save. Like, so like, I'm basically, now that he knows all the things that he knows about how terrible of a person his mother was, he's worried about doing the same things that she did and hurting everyone around him. And the more powerful he gets, the more likely that outcome becomes, which makes him more, like, unstable. Um, so it becomes this, like, a cascade where all those things just feed on themselves to the climax. 
Whereas I feel that the Korra in season four was more incidental to everything else that was happening in that series. Because honestly, I had forgotten about that plot point until you just brought it up. Whereas the Steven, like, like emotional Steven Universe, trauma yeah. is the center of what happens in that last series. And, and, it, and it's also like, you know, they talk a lot about like, you know, who do you turn to when you're used to being the person that other people turn to? Um, and, you know... Which they, they do yeah. kind of bring that part up in Korra, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Where it's but like, it, but it's, it's more of a... It's, it's less emotional and it is more, like, in the realm of, like, fighting the big bad. Yeah. Um, versus, yeah, like Nick said, like, emotional trauma is the center point of of that whole last season um it's wild it is dark um it is it goes some places it yeah it hits some it's it, it hits some very unexpected um it hits in some very unexpected ways all right well how long have we been recording this? Over an hour. Oh, over an hour. Almost, almost an hour and in ten. All right. Um, did we have any more to say? There, there's, there was a couple things that I watched like a few weeks back and never got a chance to talk about, but it, it's we're past it, and I can bring it up if we ever need to fill time later. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I will say that tomorrow. So if you're listening this on the day that it gets uploaded today. Um, is the Higurashi anime uh, remake is coming to Funimation. So if you are, if I've, I think I've mentioned that before. I think I've talked about a Higurashi yeah. here. So if that sounded like something you wanted to check out, check it out. Um, but other than that, Nick, you were going to say something? Oh, no. Um, I was just going to ask Elise, do, do you want to talk about the part two of the Dune miniseries? Or no? Uh, let's watch the third one and we'll talk about them all together. Okay, that, that's kind of what I figured we'd do. Yeah, because it is getting late and we are very tired. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for listening to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And uh, we've been Some Nerds. I'll see you all. Talk to you all later. Good night.